to hell. When you're saved, you can't. Amen. You say, well, what if I want to? You can't. You got saved. Amen. I don't believe a saved person would ever say I want to. Amen. Well, thank the Lord. Time of message is this, more than happy, more than happy. I like being happy, don't you? You know, sometimes people are just old sourpusses, but uh, I believe one wonderful thing is to be happy, and we've got a lot to be happy about. But uh, Psalm number one tells us some pretty important things here. And the uh, uh, Bible said in verse number six, For the Lord knoweth the way of the, of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Boy, it's cut and dried, isn't it? It's only two ways. One or the other, and uh, thank the Lord, uh, you know, that, that we can have eternal life. But uh, verse 1 tells us, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And uh, I find two things here in this verse, and I want to share a few things with you about it, and uh, we'll get in the message here, but let's ask the Lord to bless now. Father, thank you again for this time that we can gather here in this place. And Lord, I pray speak to our hearts, that we may understand this great truth that we'll find in this psalm, that something's been there from the very beginning, always was. Your word was settled in heaven before it was even penned down. And so, Father, we're thankful today that the word of God is here for us, and we can learn from it, and I pray that we'll apply it. And I pray if there's somebody that's not saved, we get saved today. So simple, so simple just to call upon you and put faith and trust in you and could go from a lost sinner on their way to hell to a, sa- to a, a saint of God on the way to heaven. Thank you for that. Now bless and help us now. Holy Spirit, speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a wonderful psalm that we can find many blessings from as we read it. And well, we find two things, I think, right away in verse number one that uh, is worth noting. And what God does here, he, he pronounces a blessing and uh, uh, on the righteous, but he also pronounces a cursing upon uh, the rebellious and uh, those that are, that are lost. Notice it again, blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And then as we read there, and I, I read it already to in verse number six, that last part says, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And, and, and so what we find here that we can really have a blessedness or you can have a way of, of wrath. And again, I like with our Sunday school class, we talked about victorious Christians. And we can have victory. I don't think anybody wants to have defeat. Uh, I said this morning, it's Sunday, NFL day, you know, when teams play. I don't believe there's a, a team in the NFL or any, any type of, 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 of game goes on, anybody wants to lose. Everybody wants to win. We want victory. And the wonderful thing about it is we as God's people are more than conquerors. Therefore, we can have victory in our life. But as we have victory, we find out that we are blessed. We are blessed. And so we see the righteousness, the righteous Bible tells us here, really, that they will flourish. And we'll cover this as we get into the word of God But he also warns us about the ungodly. The ungodly, the Bible says, the ungodly or the unrighteous, that they will fall. If you go to verse number four, it says the ungodly are not so, 
Because there in verse number 3, it tells us in verse 2 about the great things as a, as a righteous person, as someone who's trusted Christ. But someone who hasn't trusted Christ, it's not a good picture. It said, verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly, God tells us very definitively, that, that the way of the ungodly will perish. In other words, I think we could say this, that they'll not be blessed. That they will be driven away. What a sad statement. Verse 4, the last part said, like the chaff that the wind, with which the wind driveth away. You know, the Bible tells us about the Lord's going to one of these days say, Depart from me, for I never knew you. They'll drive them away, those who have never been saved. Aren't you glad you're saved this morning? To know God will never say that to you. You say, well, well I don't know. I, you know, it's up to God. It was up to God. This is what God decided. I will send my son to die for everyone. For everyone. And he said, the only thing they got to do is trust my son. Trust in his shed blood. And they could be saved. So God has already said, I can give you all victory. And I believe there's enough blood for everybody to be saved. But I read also that it's a narrow path. Broad is the way to destruction. Many people are dying and going to hell. All you got to do is knock on a few doors in any town in the United States or in the world today. You'll find out there's a lot of people who have no idea of salvation. Oh, there's a lot of people who say they know they're going to heaven. Until you ask them the question, well, how do you know that? And they'll tell you that because they're so good, but only good people die and go to hell. People who do good things die and go to hell. Because it's not doing good things that save us. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. So there's, it sounds to me like these folks in verses 4 and 5 and the last part of verse number 6. They don't find the blessedness. They don't find the joy. They don't find the happiness when it comes to life. But I find in the book of Psalms here, it starts out by the word blessed here. Is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Sometimes people, and I know I preached about this before, we sometimes want to use the word, in a lot of versions, change the word blessed to the word happy. And there is a difference I believe that every word of God is pure. I believe every word is, is important. But a lot of times people, they'll, they'll say, well, we'll just, we'll just write it. And that's what, the, that's what the people say about these new versions. What we're doing, we're just changing the word. We're just, it means about the same. And, and the truth of the matter is, blessed and happy can mean pretty much the same. But in a context, it's not the same. The word blessed is found 302 times in the Bible. The word happy or happiness is in a form of happy is only found 28 times in the Bible. And again, I believe that the words of God are very important. That's why, again, I am so much against other versions. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, uh, go to the store and buy a dozen eggs, and when I get home, find out I got, I got 11 in there, I'd be upset. I expect to get what every one of them. It says a dozen, I expect a dozen. If, if something says, you know, that, that, that this box contains so many net ounces, 
I'll be honest with you, I don't measure that. But it says, I want that. And God said, we're blessed. I want what that blessing is all about. I want, I want the word of God to be what the word of God is. And I believe when, if God would use the word happy and he used the word blessed, I believe he means it for whatever context it's in. And when we're talking about blessed here, we cannot substitute the word happy because it's blessed. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. The Bible says in Proverbs 30, verse number 5, it's a verse when anybody asks me to sign their Bibles, usually children will do that. They'll say, will you sign my Bible? I sign my name there and I put Proverbs chapter 30, verse number 5. Every word of God is pure. And, and, and it says he's a shield unto them that put their trust in him. But I want everybody, when I sign my name in their Bible, I want them to know I believe this. Every word of God is pure. That means that word blessed is pure here. So preacher, I still don't see what the big deal is. Well, I think we'll see it as we get into the message here this morning. You see, I believe that God by design uses certain words. And I believe to be happy means this, a disposition. And, and it, happiness means to, be, means to be this, extremely glad. But here's the thing. Here's the catcher. In, in, it means to be extremely glad in your circumstances. This morning when I walked outside, I was not happy. This morning when I heard the wind howling through the woods, I'll be honest with you, I was not happy. When I looked outside when the sun came up and I saw the snow blowing all around, I was not happy. When I went out to the cold car, I was not happy. There's a lot of times in life we're not happy. You see, that's what happens. That's, that's, that's my circumstances. You say, preacher, why weren't you happy when you walked outside? Didn't you walk outside? It's cold out there. And not only it's cold, but the wind was blowing. I got out of my car, the wind blew and blew me down to the school, and I had to crawl on my knees to get all the way back to the church. But that wind blew so hard, so strong, and I'm, you know, I was not happy. I didn't get out of the car and say, well, praise the Lord. I'm happy that the wind is blowing, and it's like 100 degrees below zero. At least it felt that way. But that was my circumstances. But I think we need to understand that, and I think we all really do, is sometimes our circumstances are not always good circumstances. Have you ever had a time in your life when you thought, when you wished things were different? Some of you are going back to your wedding day, but I'm not talking about that. When you, when you wish things were different. Man, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done that, or I wish I wouldn't have done that. And, and we, we come up all the But things were different in life. When you thought, you know, I could have taken that job in Florida, but I kept the one in Pennsylvania on days like this. When things, circumstances could be a little bit different. Don't we think of those days that are different when we're sick? How many of you would rather have a sick day than a healthy day? None of us. But six day, sick days come, don't they? Sometimes we look back and say, boy, I, and, and, and every time I get sick, you know what I do? I look forward to the time that I'm not sick. 
I keep thinking this, maybe tomorrow I'll feel better, right? We don't say, boy, I hope tomorrow I'm just as sick. We look forward to that time when, 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 when we're not having that problem. Sometimes it's family problems. Oh, they could hurt so bad. We look like, man, I, I wish we were at the time when all the kids would get together and they would all be happy together. And now there's the, the fighting and the, the, the grouchy stuff that's going on and can't get them together. And, and what happens? The family problems, they're, they're a burden to us. We look and say, oh, for the days when everybody got along. Oh, for the days we could look when there was no financial problem. Now we go to the store and you find ketchup is like eight bucks. I mean, that's holy stuff, ketchup. Especially coming up Thanksgiving. Every good Christian puts ketchup on their turkey. You say, you don't know, it's in the Bible. I'm telling you. If it's not in your Bible, you bring me your Bible. I'll write it in there. I'm telling you what, go to the store anymore, you pay a lot more money. How many people are happy about it? All the Democrats ought to raise their hand. Not happy about it. My circumstances are not always good. And so if my circumstances are not always good, it's cold out. And, and, and inflation is terrible. People are dying all around us. We think, man, how can you have happiness? Blessed is the man, God said here, though, that we can be blessed. We're not necessarily happy because our circumstances are not so good. And sometimes we say, I wish things were different. So happy has to do with the circumstances that we're in. Blessed is a word that pertains to our personal welfare. I said I was not happy when I walked outside. I've got a remote start on my car, but somebody has to put a remote start on me to push the remote start button. Start button. But I pushed it. it was, we were about ready to go, and I pushed that button. So we got out the car. It was really cold in there. You walk in the garage. It's like walking in a refrigerator. And we get out. I get out in the garage, and I get in the car. And, uh, you know, you know it's cold when the shocks have frozen and you hear clunk. Amen. Now, I know what some of you are saying, you're just too fat. Okay, you keep your, keep your thoughts to yourself. But you to get in that car, it's so cold. I wasn't happy. And then the heater started working. And then I realized, I'm blessed. I pulled out of my driveway, and on the road in front of my house was two horse and buggies. And something come loose on it. They had, they had something wrong with the front end on their buggy called the horse. And they were trying to get their fingers working. The lady was on one side, the man was on the other side, and they're trying to put all those little belts together there and fix that up. And you know what I thought? How blessed I am. The car is cold, but I'm in a car. And in a few minutes, it's going to be warm. And I'm going to get to church a whole lot faster than them. I'm blessed. You ever have a flat tire before? How many of you were always glad you got a flat tire? I can't get anybody to raise their hand on anything today, right? How many of you were glad when you got a flat, flat tire? It happened. But you know what? It doesn't make you happy. Anytime I ever had a flat tire, I never got out of the car saying, whoopee, flat tire, oh, I can love this. I can jack the car up. I can't even remember where to put the jack on this car. 
I'm not happy about it, but you know what? I'm blessed. Let's say you're going home today. Let's say after the service tonight, it's dark. You're going home, you got a flat tire. You're not happy. You pull over and go, man, why does this happen to me? But then you can stop and realize, but you know what? I'm blessed. The engine's still running. That means the heater still works. I'm blessed I'm not in a buggy. Or better yet, I'm not a Mennonite on a bike. Those poor kids out there, I mean, man, they, their nose was running and they had ice cubes now. I mean, it's so cold. And I think, you know how blessed we are. Even when our circumstance, you're sitting alongside the road with a flat tire, the car is running, the heater is working, and you have a spare tire in the trunk. You know, sometimes we look at our circumstances right there, we think, man, it's the end of the world. Realize the heater works, the spare tire's in the trunk, and just might be some nice preacher will come by and wave at you as you, as they pass, or stop and help you change your tire. We're blessed. We're blessed. No matter what the worst circumstances are, you may be unhappy, but we can still be blessed. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this. Listen to the words. Every word's important. It says this. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I've read that statement many a times. I've preached on that statement many a times. But as I was preparing this message, I really thought about this. It says, in everything. It didn't say, for everything. But in everything. There's a difference, isn't it? Every word is important. Every word. So when he says, in everything, and not for everything... Let me say this. Can we be blessed when we have cancer? You say, do you want to go? No, I, didn't, I didn't want to go through it. I don't want to go through it again. I pray and pray three months. Every three months I have to get tested again, blood tests. They check to see if everything's all right. And so far, so good. Keep praying. And it gets back, and, and, and I always get on my phone within like an hour and a half, and it comes back, and I can look and see what, what, the, what the test score is on it. And these, it's neat, because I wouldn't want that in school and have test scores on it. But on this, I look for this, and it says it's, it's point z, 0 0.001. That is really super-duper good. And I'm thinking, good, I got three more months till the next one. You know what? Every time I, I look, I say, I hate cancer. But I look back, and you know what? I was blessed even when I was in cancer. When I went in that doctor's office there in Pittsburgh, and he said, it's, the numbers are really bad, Mark. He said, we got to take care of this soon. Tears came to my eyes. I did not stand up and say, well, praise the Lord. But I look now, and you know what? In it, I was blessed. I had a doctor who knew the Lord. That's a blessing. They had, they had, he had the knowledge on how to operate and take care of this. And he gave me the comfort of saying, Mark, remember this. We will not be by ourselves in there. He'll be with us. 
blessed. Was I happy with cancer? No. But I was even blessed in cancer. No matter what the situation may be in our, in our lives, whether it be, I, I, I don't like cancer, I don't like death. When loved ones die, I'm never happy about that. When my mom and dad passed away within six months of each other, that was very difficult, a hard thing to take, and I had to preach their, their services. And, 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 and want to do it again? No. I wasn't happy Because there's a heaven. I'm glad I didn't have a funeral for someone going to hell. Blessed. If it's cancer or death or even when we fail, we're still blessed. I sin. You say, oh, you shouldn't. I know we shouldn't. And I'm not happy about it, but I'm blessed. That I'm still his. That he's still mine. That's still the blood that's able to wash away my sin. So when I look in the word of God, I find here that I'm blessed. Not necessarily happy, but I'm blessed. And these are things that make, make us, make us uh, 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 there are things that make us happy, but we can always be blessed. And he said in verse number two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So we find there's a contrast here. Because we go to verse number four, it says, the ungodly are not so. In other words, the ungodly are not like verses two and three. There's a difference there. What's the difference but we find the conditions of blessing. Notice again, verse 1, blesses the man that walketh not. In other words, don't walk this way, and we can be blessed. Are you listening? Don't walk in the way, in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. You know, that's why it's good to have our children in Christian schools. Godly counsel. That's why it's good for us as adults to have godly counsel too. Say, oh, preacher, you know I can make more money this way. You know there's some more important things than just making money? Walk in the right type of counsel. Many people got out of God's will, messed up their life, destroyed their life because they listened to the wrong counsel. But the Bible says, but it walketh not. So we find the word walk there, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And then we find there's a progression here. Then it goes on to say, nor standeth in the way of sinners. So we walk and then you stand. You see what's happened here. If you stay, if you're not walking there, you won't stand. Because what's the next thing in the pro, uh, progression here? Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. There's, there's, there's the walking. And then there's the standing, and then there's the seated. I think about, about Sodom and Gomorrah, and I think about Lot. Remember Lot, what did he do? He just looked upon the plains, didn't he? I think Lot looked there, and he began to walk amongst those people. He walked along and listened to what they had to say. And then the next thing you know, he's, he's not just walking, he's standing there listening to them. 
I believe before we find Lot sitting at the gate of Sodom, Lot was walking at the gate of Sodom. And Lot was listening to those people. You know what? We don't need to listen to the wrong things. We need to listen to the right things. We need to study what the word of God says. The word of God is truth. But we find here, I think about Lot, and I look and I think, how in the world could that man get to a place that where he would offer his daughters to those vile men outside his house? How could he get to the place where his family would not listen to him and they wanted Sodom more than they wanted the will of God? How could they do something like that? Well, I believe the progression was what we found in Psalm 1-1. He walked, he stood, and he sat. The blessed man finds his counsel in God's word, not the world. I said the blessed man finds Counsel in God's word, not the world. That means this, we've got to listen to the word of God. And I believe this, we need to agree with the word of God. But here's the sad thing. If you listen to the world, you'll end up agreeing with the world. There was a time... Most people in the United States knew the homosexuality stuff going on was sin. And today, it's not that way. There was a time in America when people thought it was wrong to abort a baby. And not today. Changed, hasn't it? How did that happen? Walking? Listening to them, standing, and then sitting in our universities, in our schools, listening and agreeing, agreeing with what they heard. You know, it's amazing today where people stand at a place they didn't used to stand. You heard me say, I keep in my office first message I preached for Heritage Baptist Church it's in my office you know why it's there it's not for really a display it's for this to remind me where I stand remind me what I believe and not change a fellow and his wife a fellow well a fellow that we grew up with my wife and I I saw him, went to the same Christian school, went to the college. I don't think he graduated. I think he went a few years. He passed away the other week. And I thought, you know, and I saw, you know, how people have online. You can go in at the funeral and see a bunch of pictures of the people, and they give it there. And I look, and I see, and I read the things they say, and I'm like, it's not the same person. What happened? They walked. They stood. And then they sat. And I look and I think, how can a life get so far away from God? Lot did. You think about old Peter. Peter started listening to folks, began to deny the Lord there. And what happens? He's there, he's there around the fire with everybody else. He comes to the point where he ends up cursing and swearing and runs off after denying the Lord. 
And before that, he said, I will never deny you. I won't ever give up on you, God. And he did. The Bible says, can two walk together except they be, agree- be agreed? Now, the answer from Amos 3.3 3 is no. The blessed man finds his pleasure in the things of God. And the ungodly stands in the way of sinners. You know, still is true, the wages of sin is death. Still true. The way of sinfulness still brings about judgment. Proverbs 16.25 says this, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's amazing. People say, well, we don't need the word of God because here's the word of God. It puts a damper on us walking and standing and sitting in the wrong places. It shows us we're wrong. And we have this idea, if I just keep doing that thing, it'll get better, but it only gets worse. Our country has gotten worse through the ages, through the years, in my lifetime. I'm telling you what, I can remember a lot of things a whole lot different. I mean, back in the hippie times was like a, was like, you know, a, a Sunday school picnic compared to what's going on today. The blessed man finds his fellowship with the people of God, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. I'm glad I can have fellowship with God's people. Amen. You know, that's one wonderful thing about being a preacher. You know, it's your life is around God's people. Now I go out so many, and I talk to people of the world. I understand that we all do, but I don't. I don't go to a job like many of you do to a bunch with a bunch of heathen. I say this: How wonderful it is to be around God's people. I mean, you know how much I say about being in church. What a blessing it is. Someone said this statement one time, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. It's quite a statement. The world scorns the things of God. They'll mock you serving God. Remember in the public school, I used to carry my Bible. And I remember in high school, they didn't start a Christian school until I was a junior in high school. I remember my freshman and sophomore year, me and a couple of other guys from our church, we would all carry our Bibles. And, you know, it was a time when you had homeroom. Homeroom was kind of study time. And we'd be in homeroom, and, and we could read whatever we wanted to. And I always had a Bible there. And I remember one day, and they sat us in alphabetical order. And having the name Biter, I was in the front. The girl walked up past me, and I had my Bible out. I had it open up. I was reading it. And all of a sudden, she walked up to the teacher. She's walking up there, and all of a sudden, real loud in front of everybody in the class said, Is that a Bible? And everybody looked up from what they were doing. They started laughing. And you know what? I really didn't like them all laughing at me. But I'm glad today that, to know this, they may have mocked. But I'm glad I didn't mock God that I listened to what that book said. You live for God, people make fun of you. It'll happen. I'm just afraid my kids are going to get made fun of if they live that Christian life. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. We need to train some boys and girls to have some backbone today, but it'll never happen till we have moms and dads that have a backbone. Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. We find the blessed man finds his delight in the law of the Lord. The Bible says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. My question would be for us this morning, 
do you delight in the things of the Lord? You say, well, preacher, you know, I, I do sometimes. That's, that's why, you know, things of God are not important to us. Our Bible, church is not important to us because we're not delighting in the things of the Lord. I delighted in the songs this morning. I delighted in the special this morning. I always do in the specials. I like to sit there and listen to it. I don't listen just to their singing. I listen to the words that they're singing. And I delight in that. I find delight in the house of God. I think delight in God's people. I think about delight in the word of God. When the choir sings, I want to delight in the things of God. But then we have the characteristics of God's blessed. You know what the Bible says? They'll be like a tree. Look at verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, you know, I thought about this. You know, do you know what the Christian will be? They'll be prominent, or I guess I could put it this way. The Christian will stand out in this world. Huh? I mean, it's, it's, you, you see some guy come in here, and he's got scrap metal and sticking in his face, and his hair's, you know, yellow and green and purple, and, and you watch, and he's got there, and smoke coming out of his mouth. I believe this, God ever wanted us to smoke, he'd put our nose on top of our head for a chimney, amen. But what happens? He got the, got the cigarette smoking. And right away you look at him. Man, I'll tell you what. What does he look like? But he must, he must be a pastor. You know what? We don't think he's a Christian. You say, well, he might be. He might be. But I'll tell you what. He's a terrible picture of one. You know what a tree is? It's something prominent. I've got a big oak tree in my front yard. My wife doesn't like it. I do. I like it. I mean, it's, it's like that big around. I was figuring out what it is. It's over 100 years old from all the dimension stuff. I'd say, I'm not going to cut it down and count the rings. Because if I cut it down, I don't have it anymore. This big old tree, it's prominent. You know what? That's the way the Christian ought to be in the world. Prominent. We're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You notice it, don't you? And, and, and if you're not careful, you run into it. But it's a good thing when the world runs into us. And you know what? Usually the tree doesn't move, does it? The bumper moves. The side of the car moves. But that tree's prominent. You know what? God's people will be prominent in this old world. And this old world might look and say, you know what? There's something different about them. It might be, can we put it this way? We ought to stand out in this world. That's why we dress different, we act different, we talk different, we smell different. We do all those things that are different. I mean, I'm not saying just to be different, because, you know, you can find a guy out there that, that has, you know, purple hair. He's different. I'm talking about different than the following the world. People follow the trends of the world. Why not follow the word of God? When we stand out, we'll be obvious in this world. Acts 4.13 now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. Listen to what they said. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Peter and John had been with Jesus. And the world noticed. The world ought to notice. Listen, everybody you work with this week ought to notice you were in church by your actions, by your speech. They ought to know. God's blessed are planted. The Bible says planted by the rivers of water. God's blessed are lively and lovely. And, and even in the troubles of life we're planted. We had some flowers. 
in pots. And they were, they were, they were nice. Out summertime, oh, they look so pretty outside. And my wife said, what are we going to do? I said, well, they're really indoor plants. Let's bring them indoors. Do you know you can kill indoor plants indoors? I can. And I brought them inside. And I, I watered them. I just, I, you know, my wife said, you take care? I said, I'll take care of it. It'll be fine. Boy, if I ever say I'll take care of you, you might as well call the undertaker. <laughs> it ain't going to be too good. I got that thing, and I'd water them, and the water just washed right out. I don't know what they planted them in. It just washed right out of the bottom of the holes there. And, and, uh, and the next thing I know, man, it just, they're, just, uh, uh, they're going through the, uh, what is it what a dog does? It goes through, and, and it, it sheds. Our plants were dog plants, I believe, because they were shedding. <laughs> I sit there, and all of a sudden I hear drop, drop, and they're just falling all apart. They're not flourishing. They died. Well, they were a plant, but they weren't flourishing. You know, we as God's people ought to be flourishing and not dropping, not dying. I know one of these days, these old bodies of ours will give it up and will rise to be with the Lord. I know we'll die. We'll be put in the grave, but praise the Lord. Be absent with the body, present with the Lord. We know where we're going, but thank the Lord. You know what? We can be planted by the rivers of water and be an un, a, a constant, unending source of both life and strength because we're planted by the waters. If you don't water the plants, they die. God says we as Christians be planted by the rivers of water. And God's blessed are productive. Brings forth fruit in his season. You know, fruit is a benefit, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, many of you have gardens. Boy, what a blessing gardens are, aren't they? Man, you better plant something and, and, and grows and, and you're able to eat it. You know, I remember, I remember when Lydia was real small, she'd come over and we had strawberries. Never got to bring any strawberries in the house because Lydia would come over. Her and Grammy would go out there and they'd pick, and instead of putting them in pots, they put them in their mouths. And they would eat up all our strawberries. You know what? It was a benefit that I had the garden, not just for me, but to the little girl that would come over and eat those strawberries. Some of you have gardens. You put garden stuff out. Deb back there is quite a gardener. I know many of, the, many of you in here are. Deb sometimes would come in. She has a box. Whenever I see Deb walking in church with a box, I'm happy. <laughs> Especially in the summertime. She goes, in and she goes, I got more tomatoes for you. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. Love tomatoes. Now, you know what? That garden is a blessing to her. But it's also a blessing to me and my wife. You see, we're to be like that tree that's planted. We're to be that one, that, that Christian that is productive in our life that we might be a blessing to other people. Sometimes folks bring me stuff to eat. And I'm glad they make it. And I'm glad they share it. You know what? In my life, I'm a Christian. And I want to share my Christianity be a blessing to other people that's blessed that's blessed God's blessed God's blessed are perpetual it says his leaf also shall not wither you know what I think this as a Christian we ought to be predictable 
the guys and the women at work, do they know you're saved? And they probably ought to think this, that when you sit down at the lunchroom to eat, you're going to pray. Ought to be predictable. If something is bad going on, you turn your head instead of staring. We ought to be predictable. Amen. You see, we're talking about the blessed. God's saying about blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. What's he doing? He's delighting in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, he said. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river. You see what's happening here? The blessed man is going to be this way. We could all say this morning, you know what? I'm always blessed. But being a blessed man means this, that it will benefit other people. You see, the tree's not going to be any good unless it's planted. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, and, and the fruit is not going to be any good unless it grows and it's got to be in a place where it gets water. And the world ought to know how we're going to act and how we're going to react. I put down in my notes this spiritual consistency. Spiritual consistency. We had a girl we went to school with. Now she's an elderly woman because we are. She got in contact with my wife one day and she said this to her. She said, now if we meet together do you still believe the way to dress that you used to? And she said, yes. She said, would you be offended? You know, she said, she, was, she wasn't sure where we would stand. We're supposed to stand the same way this book stands. Here's the thing. If we base our life on the word of God, we'll stand the same way all the time. The watching. And lastly, God's blessed are prosperous. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper, the Bible says. It means this, no matter what happens, no matter what we go through, no matter the outcome really is victory for God's people. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our We can be prosperous. Say, preacher, how much money? That don't make make a person prosperous. Ask that guy with the Bitcoin. That knucklehead kid. Man, he's looking jail time probably. You know, everybody looks at him. Man, look how prosperous. And all of a sudden, find out his, his dealings were bad. And now he's ripped a lot of people off. A lot of people lost a lot of money. And he probably ended up going to prison. If somebody doesn't kill them first. After all they lost. People look at it and say, well, what prosperity? Yeah, look at them today hiding in the Bahamas. I know it sounds like a good place to hide, doesn't it, right now? Look out the window. Bahamas sounds pretty good. But he's hiding now. He doesn't know what's going to happen in his life. Prosperity is not how much money you have in the bank. The prosperous life is don't walk in the way of sinners. Don't, don't, don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit with the sinners. But delight in the law of the Lord. 
Meditate in it. Follow it. Be prosperous. You say, preacher, that just seems to be impossible. But it isn't impossible. It's possible. Because we have an ever-present God at our side. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can be prosperous. Well, you know what? I can be blessed. This morning, I don't know what problems you may have. I think I know most of you pretty well. I know there's burdens in this room here right now. You say, preacher, I'm really not happy about the situation I'm going through. And I could understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. No matter what situation you're in right now, you can still be blessed. You can still be blessed. The doctor said you got cancer. I didn't go, yippee-yay-yay. And I'll be honest with you, I really didn't think about being blessed at the moment. But when we sat down and talked together, my wife and I, I realized, you know what, I'm still blessed because I have a God that will take care of me. And I felt bad for those people in that hospital that didn't have my God. When they called my name and I had to go up there to the, there and, and they said, all right, follow us and go back in there and get ready. I tell you what, it's scary. I'm thinking, am I going to come out okay? Am I going to be alive when I come out? But you know what? He's still on the throne. And I was blessed. Happy about it? No, but blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, happiness sometimes is overrated because it only lasts. If I'm happy because I have $100, let me tell you something, a few jars of peanut butter and a few things of ketchup, it's gone. (laughs) Amen? You know what I'm talking about. And you're not happy any longer. But you know what? We are always blessed, aren't we? Thanksgiving. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. If we did that, really, we're honest about it, we'd be here till the cows come home. Because he blesses us so much. So if you're looking for happiness, look for blessedness. And you'll find out this. Being blessed will make you happy. Being blessed will make you happy. What a great song. I don't know how well I butchered it or brought it to you, but I hope that we realize there's something more than happiness. It's blessedness. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time this morning. I pray you'll speak to us now. Lord, I know there's folks in this room going through some trials right now and some heartaches. But God, I mean, we, we're, not, we're not happy about the trials and the heartaches. But if we'd be honest people, an honest Christian, we'd say we're still blessed in it. Thank you for all you do for us. Lord, I guess we should apologize for just having one day called Thanksgiving. One time when we give thanks in a year, why every day ought to be a day of Thanksgiving for God's people. We really, truly are blessed. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning, I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, I'm not saved. 
You talk about this, but I, I, I've never really been saved. Preacher, I need to get saved. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone, this morning? Preacher, that's me. I don't know for sure I go to heaven, but I'd like to know it. Christian, this morning. You may be going through some difficulty. And really, the circumstances that you're in may not make you really happy. But look beyond that and see that you're blessed. If you're facing disease, you're still blessed if you have the Lord. If you're facing financial problems, you're still blessed. Keep your eyes on the Lord. If it's family problems that seem to tear your heart in pieces, remember you're still blessed. He's your God. And he loves you. If you're not sure you're saved in a minute, we're going to have an invitation. You come and let us know. We'll show you in the Bible how to be saved. Maybe you're here this morning and God just spoke to your heart about something. You need to pray about it. Maybe this morning you just want to thank the Lord for how blessed you really are. Oh, yes, you can think about all the things you have. Those are blessings, surely. But how blessed we are to have a God that saves us. And like the group saying, we can never go to hell because of his precious blood. Oh, how blessed we are. Father, bless the invitation now. Have you will and way in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.